Welcome back to Taking Care of Business, episode number 10, the podcast by Allsop and Allsop, Dubai's leading real estate agency. At the time of recording this, I can, is it safe to say football's coming home? Yes. Because today, so. this evening, the day of recording, England are playing Germany. So hopefully it comes out, we're into the next round. 3-1, England, um, I think we'll battle them. I honestly think, I think they'll score. Three. I'm saying a really tight, boring, horrible game, 1-0 England. And then we get knocked out by Denmark. We'll get knocked out by Denmark or Switzerland. What do you think? We drew a good game. I think the way we've played pre-tournament was good. Throughout the tournament, not so good. But I agree with what Lou just said. I think we talked about off camera as well, that we'll beat Germany tonight. Then I think we'll get knocked out to, who is it we're playing? Either Denmark or Sweden. Sweden, Sweden yeah. But we're she... grinding results out. I think that's important to know. We, are grind... we ain't let a goal in. We ain't playing amazing, but... I think Joe Tim Lowe said recently, he said the best teams are the ones that start the best in the Euro. You look at France ones. last night, what yeah. a shock in the, uh, in the, in the penalty shootout. What a goal from Pogba, As you by can the way. probably tell, we are avid football fans here at All Sup and All Sup. You see Pogba's goal. Pogba's goal. His dance. Unbelievable. Do it. Good dance. He danced in the goal. Dance. It was just like oh, a bit of body popping. <laughs> Carl's got it. Carl yeah. watched it. Really that good. bit of dad dancing. So today I'm, we are joined by CEO Luis Allsop. Hello. Hello, man. It's a nice How are you? CEO. Yeah, very good. Very good. And we're also joined by the head honcho, the main man of our residential lettings team, uh, head of residential lettings, Richard Feeney. Welcome Hello to you both. Hello, you mate. are uh, you are a first newcomer to podcast today, aren't you? This is the first, yeah. No nerves? You're good? Sweating a little bit. Bit of sweat? A little bit of sweat. Well, we're, we're here to talk today about all things <coughs> rentals. Uh, we're going into probably the warmest part of the year in Dubai. Yeah. And actually, strangely enough, probably the busiest time of the year, what we've seen historically. So we'll talk a little bit today about rentals, what sort of trends we've found about this year, what we've what's what are the differences now, what we see the remainder of this year looks looks like. So I guess the first question for you, Rich, is what what is the market like at the moment? Because it's been really strange. Maybe let's step back to January time and see what the difference is now to, to, to then. I think January we had a very Fast start, fast start to the year, not just all soft and all sort. I think everyone across the board, you know, kind of there was a huge amount of tenants that had registered looking for new kind of new properties. There's a huge amount of listings you know, out there on the market. I think now what we're kind of seeing is it's kind of slowing down a little bit just because, not because the market's coming coming down, I generally don't think it is. I just think it's generally that there was such a, a fast paced start. And I think maintaining that kind of level throughout the kind of year would be impossible. Do you think, um, obviously we talked about off camera just before we started, we mentioned at the start there, there was a huge volume of luxury transactions. Yep. And what we found was a lot of people, particularly over the Christmas period with lockdowns in, in at home countries, a lot of people come from Europe, you know, kind of setting up and renting properties here more than it would normally happen. We're now in a place where we're starting to see a bit of normality, yeah. people actually moving into your traditional, whether it's apartments or, or, or villas. We've seen a bit of normality now, is that right? right Absolutely. There, right? Yeah, I mean, there's always been that demand there for one bedrooms, two bedrooms, three bedrooms. Yeah. But I think specifically at the start of the year, for whatever reason, there was just a, a huge demand for high-end properties, Palm Jumeirah, Jumeirah Golf States, uh, you know, even but District 1. That's the reason the prices pop so high, really, isn't it? And why they've peaked is that the demand completely outstrip the supply yeah. i mean if you speak about the property market if i asked you a question would you say the rentals market for prime location is undersupplied or oversupplied uh the moment i'd probably say it's on the cusp of being undersupplied just because yeah. a lot of seller sorry landlords now are actually looking at selling because of how the market is so we're kind of losing out on a lot of listings now lettings wise because 
owners are turning to sales versus rentals. I mean, if you think about it, you're an owner for seven years, you've owned a property, the market's gone down, down, down. All of a sudden, the house that was worth four million is now seven million. But that's over a period of the last 12 months, we've seen this yeah. huge shift in prices. And Why would you not sell? I mean, obviously, there's two types of people. There's your investor that's sitting on a cumulative rental income, and there's the landlord that's bought buy to let, and they can see maybe they've made a million pound or six, seven hundred thousand pound in 12 months. Why would owners not want to cash out? So that's what I see the undersupply in the market at the moment. Sellers, tenant landlords becoming sellers. Yeah. What about the market today? Because we, we did, did, did uh, discuss about a bit more regularity with the marketplace. Obviously, what I've seen historically over the summer is you know lots of people moving into country. Yeah. Uh, maybe starting new positions. You tend to have a lot of teachers moving about as well from previous term to new school. What's what's happened at the moment? I think generally speaking, not just this year, but any kind of year coming up to the summer, it's always a busy period. Like you said, you've got kind of families moving into Dubai, moving you know around Dubai. People want to get settled for you know their families and their children going to school as well. So you guys have both got you know kind of children that are at you no know, nursery level, you know at least you know kind of you know, primary school, let's call it, getting settled in a house, knowing that their kids are going to go to school in X Y Z place. So. From July, or sorry, June, July, August, it's always a busy time making sure that kids are, you know, kind of a cemented in that that school for September and the family home set up as well. What about uh, people pay people paying? Because obviously, last year, pandemic, a lot of people lost, unfortunately, lost their jobs, and naturally, you'd think, well, you know, maybe that would edge people towards paying monthly. What what are you finding the trends now with people? Trends at the moment is still very kind of, you know. Four checks is, is common, three to four checks. Uh, don't get me wrong, there's still, you know, kind of clients out there that will pay one check and maybe get an allowance from work. Uh, obviously, you know, kind of haven't been hit that hard by the pandemic. They haven't lost their jobs or had any reductions in salary. They still can afford to pay one or two checks. But the, the general kind of norm at the moment is three, three, four plus. Okay. So if you were a tenant today looking to rent a property, what were some of the key bits of advice you'd give to people? before they start searching or whilst they're searching, some of the things to be prepared to make sure, you need to make sure you have these boxes ticked to go and rent something and make sure you've got a good landlord as well, good property. Um, budget, I think is very important. You need to kind of know, A, what you're kind of spending, what your outgoings are per month. People always kind of just think, okay, my rent is 100,000 dirhams. They don't take into account broker fees. They don't take into account deposit, setting up, uh, you know, kind of DWA, lodging a deposit with those guys, Ijari, moving costs. If there's any sort of you know kind of maintenance work that needs to be done in the apartment which the landlord may or may not take care of that could be a cost as well so i think budget is probably one of the most important things so you're not going you know, to kind of overspending and you know kind of overstretching yourself you can you know afford to live comfortably in that that said property apartment villa as well as kind of leading you know your, your regular lifestyle you know that you do lead okay so someone's found something that's what's the next steps there typically for attending what sort of steps they need to go through to reserve and rent a property so you're out today, you find an apartment that you like, of course, you, know, you need to you know, make an offer on that property. Offer then gets obviously lodged with the broker, the broker then presents that offer forward to the landlord. In an ideal world, it's accepted. And then it's a case of you know sending documentation through passports, visas, Emirates IDs, which you need to rent here in Dubai. So you can't rent a property. If you come to Dubai as a tourist and you want to rent a property, you cannot rent it without all the documents. Only short term. Yeah. If you want a long-term lease, you need Emirates ID in place. Okay. Register a jarring. What's quite interesting, people looking to rent a property, listen to this podcast, is when you're negotiating, you actually, your, your bargaining power of the tenant is not only the, the amount of money you want to offer, but it's also the amount of checks. So, Typically, the fewer the checks, the more favourable it is for landlords because they get more money up front, and there's a better chance of them 
maybe getting a, a better price or a lower Absolutely. price? Absolutely. It's, it's like anything. If, if I presented you an offer today to say, look, we've got a client, client A, who's offered 70,000 dirhams in 12 checks versus client B, who's offered 68 in one, you're probably more inclined to take 68 in one because it's that upfront payment in essence. However, what I would say on the flip side of that is client profile is also important. You've got a lot of landlords that specifically will want a good, you know, a good tenant in their property. So sometimes it's worth the landlord accepting 70,000 dirhams, maybe in this instance, in 12 checks. How do you define a good tenant? Um, is it em employ I, I, employment? How long have they been in Dubai? A mixture of things. So how long have they been in Dubai? Obviously for a landlord, they may be more kind of satisfied and at ease having someone that's been in Dubai for multiple years as opposed to someone that's been here four months. Yeah. There's no kind of job security here, depending on where they work, their position in, you know, in that employment. Do a lot of landlords ask these questions when they get in or is it more A lot of them the will checks? do, yeah. That's a, that's, see, that's a new thing for me in, in Dubai. I mean, one of the big things now is you can get the credit bureau report, can't you? Where you can go and find out if someone's got good or bad credit. Uh, that's a new thing that's probably really sadly implemented into the <coughs> rentals market. Well, in, in the UK, referencing and is just a very standard part of the process. Normal, right? Yeah, and, and maybe in the future that will become a part of it, but um, obviously the checks are always a leverage part. So obviously if, if someone's gone to reserve something, they'll give you the documents, so what sort of things they need to give their broker to reserve a property. So Emirates ID copy, passport Emirates copy. ID, passport, visa. Yeah. Uh, if they're happy to, and they feel comfortable to, to issue you know, a deposit check to the broker, which is held by the broker until negotiations are finalized and contracts signed. What's that amount? 5% uh, for an unfurnished property, 10% for a furnished, generally yeah. speaking. When, when you're talking about a deposit, I think it's important for tenants to know this. I mean, generally what the rule of thumb is, is that if someone gives a deposit, effectively you want to be canceling the viewings of the other properties that are taking place on the property. It's a commitment to purchase the property whilst drafting the contract, is that what we- Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It helps just show that the landlord, that the client is 100% serious. It's not, you know, a fake offer that yeah. many landlords kind of get every day. It's, you know, we've got the client's documents, we've got a check in hand. This is, you know, their intent and how serious they are. And I think that kind of helps differentiate, you know, a lot of the, you know, not necessarily bigger agencies, but, you know, agencies that have kind of been doing it a longer time know how to kind of help get things across the line in terms yeah. of closing a transaction and just little things like that it makes a landlord feel more at ease because you know these guys get phone calls I, I wouldn't even know how many a day of you know agents i've got this offer i've got that offer if you put something in writing and back it up with okay here's the deposit check here's the documents it makes us stand out from the crowd a yeah. lot more and it's real so so someone's issued the uh, the checks they've issued their all, all their ids and stuff what does the landlord need to do is it just a case of them signing it yeah, it's a case of making sure we've got the landlord's documentation in place. So title deeds, passport, residency visa, Emirates ID, assuming they are a resident. We then obviously prepare a contract, draft contract sent out to the landlord and the tenant, make sure both parties are happy with the terms and conditions. Then it's a case of arranging signatures. Okay. Seems quite straightforward, isn't it? Seems yeah, really it is straightforward. straightforward. I mean, people go out complicated. It's not rocket science. Take the document details, put it on the, the contract to get them to sign it. That's that's you it. don't need to ever complicate it. That, that's the basics of the job. We, we talked about obviously the, the process, but what's really interesting at the moment is, is um, you and I have got rental properties yeah. and you recently successfully negotiated a increased rent on his uh, current property from the previous year. Yeah. Is that a normal thing at the moment? Do rents increase and landlords asking for more money? I think at the moment it is based on this time last year, it's that dreaded word COVID. Yep, so a yep. lot of landlords were taking, you know, a financial hit on getting a tenant, tenant into their yeah, property yeah. and just kind of thinking, okay, I need to get someone in there. I need to kind of make some money on this investment. So I think a lot of tenants at the moment are on the understanding that last year's prices aren't, well, 
they're nowhere near what they are. I think it's kind of increased dramatically. So a tenant will know if they're given the adequate notice as per the contract in writing and say, look, we're going to increase the rent. What yeah. can they do? The problem, that, the problem that a lot of tenants face <coughs> is that when they're given this news, hey, look, we want to increase your rent, the first thing they're doing is going on property portals like Hauser.com, which gives us the merchandise today. Shout Hauser. out to Hauser.com. I've not got one, I've just got. You got also 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 up, two of the leading brands in the UK. <laughs> um, they're going on to Hauser.com. They're looking at prop they're looking at properties that are available for rent and they're seeing that what they live in is actually a lot more expensive. So they're in a position where what do you do? Do you renegotiate the rent or do you move and pay the higher rent anyway? Or what yeah. they want, which is similar, there is nothing available. I know when you were negotiating one of your properties, there was nothing similar to what that nothing tenant was living in. So they were kind of in a position where that's the issue as well at the moment is, you know, I think we talked briefly before about, you know, kind of areas such as Victory Heights, Jamiro Golf States at the moment, there is little, little supply, They rent before which is out they hit there. the internet. That, that's yeah. that's the, the common consensus is that we've got a little black book of people that are waiting and saying, if you get a five bed on call the golf me. course, call me. So before it hits the internet, we're already calling people. Is there a difference though with what you're seeing prices? Obviously, we, I feel we're seeing prices creep ever so slightly with with rentals, nowhere near at the pace versus, versus the sales prices. No, absolutely not. However, is there a difference between what you found with apartments and villa pricing? You know, again, speaking from personal experience, I've got a apartment which hasn't rented for three, four weeks. Not so much. I don't. I don't foresee that one kind of leads the other. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of the the transactions last year were kind of let's say apartment based, and due to kind of COVID and everyone being locked up, a lot of kind of people thought I can't live in a one bedroom apartment anymore. I maybe want a two bedroom townhouse yeah. so that if you know lightning did strike twice and you know, we're kind of locked down for how many weeks again, at least I've got a garden space. I've got outdoor. I can go out. You know, if I've got you know young family, the kids can go out to play. But at the moment, I don't foresee that, you know, apartments or villas are sort of supersiding one another. Yours is overpriced, that's why. <laughs> if, it was on, if it was on for 20% less, it's that rent. If day. I was the agent, I'd be telling myself that that's the problem. Exactly, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I want them stubborn landlords. landlords. Leave it empty for two years. That's you all over. Where do you, I know no one's got a crystal ball, but where do you see prices as we edge towards the end of the year? Because obviously at the moment, as we as we record this, there's not a huge influx. Well, there's no no real way of Brits coming very freely. Obviously, they can yeah. still fly into country, but you know they play a big part in. Well, the prices have gone up. I think I got sent the data uh, along with you guys uh, yesterday. Seven percent we've noticed from January this year until May. Okay. Whether that continues or not, like I say, no one's got a crystal ball. I honestly foresee that the prices will continue to go up. Uh, I don't think it will be as sharp or nowhere near as sharp as the sales market. Mm. I think there's maybe an extra, you know, kind of five, max 6%. And I, then I generally think it will just begin to, you know, kind of plateau. But I mean, look, if the prices go up. The correlation with what exactly. be the rentals. Where, where do you see the tenants coming from though? Because obviously with prices going up, typically that's demand. Where's demand coming from? In what sense? So if, if, if prices are going up, it means there's a huge amount of demand from tenants. Yeah. Where are these people coming from to rent these properties? You mean coming from like in, in just, terms of countries yeah, or? Just, uh, there's not huge amounts of people coming into the country. So how is this happening? The price is going up. Just people, you know, kind of like upsizing, downsizing, whatever. Everyone's circumstance is different. You know, uh, you know, you guys have got kids. I've got, a, a, you know, a little girl as well, Lily. There's going to be a stage, you know, maybe kind of two years time. I'm thinking, okay, the apartment that that we're in now, it's not going to be anywhere, you know, near, anywhere near big enough, you know, to accommodate, you know, all her kind of toys and everything that she's got going on. 
So we're going to have to move. It's a case of, you know, we're going to need a three bedroom. We're probably going to look at buying. We could buy at the moment, but what we want to buy, again, it's probably not big enough in terms of the size that, you know, we do desire. So it's a case of catch 22. Do we stay renting where we are for a further two years, paying, you know, kind of like, you know, a very competitive rate in, in terms of the market, save money, and then look to buy in two years, or do we kind of swallow it now, buy, and then- So very much circuit of life, you know, people have been here, people's circumstances yeah. changing, but also as well, obviously more properties handing over, different options now for people to, to look at different different ways in the market. Yeah, well, people go further out, that's yeah. what's gonna happen naturally. You see a Koya, Oxygen, Town you can get square. a filler there for what's over 50 grand for a four Crazy. bed or something stupid. Yeah. But obviously you're talking a 30 minute drive to get there, but that's the way anywhere works. You go to London, you call us central areas and then it backs further out and you get cheaper value. So, you know, Dubai, the problem with Dubai properties at the moment, there is an undersupply in core areas, springs, lakes, meadows. People want them. And if you go further out, you can get a villa, but you're not getting a springs, lakes, villa for, yeah. for what you want. So it's all location based. Yeah. Good news for investors though. People are buying to renting, obviously rental prices going up. Yeah. We foresee that happening throughout the rest of this year, which is good. Agreed. What about your view on the rent rentals market? Any Anything you want to chuck in with regards to how you see things going this year? It's only supply and demand. I think anyone looks at property market, it's simple. You are looking at, there's a lot of tenants out there. There's not a lot of ready properties. What we're going to find is that tenants will convert into buyers, which we're seeing a lot of. Um, which... Even our offices, that's happening every, yeah. well, every, once a month, twice a month, we're having employees actually get jumped on the property line to buy. Why wouldn't you? You've seen the market go up, you read the news and you congratulate everyone else in, in doing well. If you, I've just been in a meeting with one of the largest banks in the UAE and I said to them, how are you finding the market? So what's the common trend? They said 90% of their clients are end users and most of them are people that were renting over a five or six year period that are now converting wow. into, so really interesting facts. Before we wrap up, Rich, what, uh, obviously doing this job every single day, where would you advise someone to buy an investment property and know that we're going to get a, a good steady income? It might appreciate in value over time, but we know we get a good profile tenant and good and, and regular. I think Lewis just hit the nail on the head. I think it's core areas. I think if you know, you're know you buying a property, let's say in Dubai Marina, yep. Springs, Emirates Living, um, you know, even downtown, you know, areas such as that, there's always demand there. For tenants, you know, a lot of our kind of tenants that we register on a weekly basis are looking Marina, Springs, Emirates, living downtown, the Greens views, though, you know, that, you know, not necessarily call them, you know, expat areas, but a lot of, you know, kind of areas where they're popular, they're very popular, exactly, that, that people do want to go there because they're established because, you know, a lot of the development is EMAR or, you know, kind of the, the, the big developer name. So I think if anyone was looking at buying for an investment purpose, stick to a core area. Yeah, for sure. Me personally, this is my personal opinion. I know what you're going to say. Okay. Me. <laughs> is two or three bedroom townhouse. Yeah. There is not, believe it or not, there's not that many in Dubai versus the amount of apartments there are. Obviously the beauty of apartment is you also be attractive to the short-term rentals market. Yeah, you know, So you could potentially uh, have short-term as well as long-term. But for me, if you're buying investment for to rent, get two, three bedroom townhouse, you can pick them up now for 1.5 up to 2 million dirhams for, for 2,000 square foot, three bed. Uh, we have any available. We have, we have <laughs> an exclusive, is, is a an exclusive development, Zafran townhomes in Jumeirah Golf Estates, two bedrooms plus maids, plus study, 2,000 square feet, 2 million dirhams, an absolute stonker of a buy. If anyone comes to look at the show home, they will buy one for sure, because Definitely. they will, there's only 138 units on that development. So resale is an amazing factor. The development's got really big wide roads, really well lit inside. 
Um, if anyone's looking to, to two buy... Two minutes from the clubhouse. Two minute walk from the clubhouse. Two minutes from the club... Mistakes as well. Yeah. yeah. The most. Two minutes clubhouse, two minutes to the Stage. golf course, right near the entrance. If you go look at the show home, guys, and by, by all means, please come to Jamira Golf Sense have a look. If you come, you will buy one, for sure. If you've got the money. If you've got the money. Can't just turn up with no money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go, I'll have one. one, please. We've got buyers on that, actually. Yeah. I tried that, it didn't yeah. work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, well, thank you very much. Thank Any parting comments from you, Rich? Uh, no, not at all. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's coming home. It's <laughs> sweating. And yeah, it's coming home. It's, it's coming, coming home. home. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.